great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. everybody welcome welcome into the great scott show i'm scott prather norman Locke is here once again back together again yes we are and uh we got a lot to get into over the next couple of hours the nfl playoff picture we'll talk a little ul and lsu cajun hoops in action tonight at the cajun dome we've got uh, the Antonio Brown situation. We've got really, I would say, marquee quarterbacks. Some stars, others not. But where are they going to play next season in the NFL? That's a discussion we're going to get into. And um, you know, Norm saying a lot of a lot of negative things about the Cardinals last week. How they're swooning and they're, a lot of, they're like bad negative things about the Cardinals all season. Let's yeah. keep it consistent. Let's keep it consistent. All season. All season. Well, I just mean specifically about how they were going to really just swoon late in the season. Yeah, uh, all season long. Yeah. And outside of last week, I mean, they have been, but they beat the Cowboys last week, and it yeah. looks like there's a good chance those two teams will play again in the playoffs. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And uh, we'll talk about that game. I have a lot to talk about that game. I just... Kyle, I think I read that Kyler Murray's never lost in AT&T Stadium. Yeah, he's never lost. That's a pretty wild stat. Well, he played high school ball there. So I know. I think I know. Drew Brees is the other quarterback that's never lost there. Something like that. Not bad. Yeah. It's a good thing if you're those guys. Yeah. Is right. it a good thing if you're the Cowboys? I mean, don't. Uh, it's not stats. a good thing. Yeah, as I said, though, yeah, I mean, there's really no other way well, you can say it. Well, really. no, I mean, it's not like Kyle Murray's played the Cowboys 50 times, I and mean, he kept winning high school games in there. So, I mean, people, you know. So you 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 would want the you would want to match up with the Cardinals. Oh yeah, I'll take it because I mean, if the people who watched that game saw we missed a field goal in the first quarter and we lost by a field goal, I, I hate that it happened to us four times this season, but it did. Really, that's yeah. what, that's what you're gonna roll with there. I mean, that's the truth. Just it's it's just the kicker's fault. No, I'm basically i mean the bucks game the packers game I think you mentioned you mentioned the bucks now if if the bucks lose to the panthers doubt they will yeah well uh, they struggled it, it, a little bit they last did. They, they they've got they got some things going on which we're going to get into now there is there is still an outside chance it could be dallas as the 3 right if 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 the bucks were to lose and the cowboys were to win yeah it's slim though it's slim and then that would match you up either against the Niners or the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. And the Eagles are are uh, purposely resting this week. I say that. Are they? Yeah. They're in. Hey, they have they're that right. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Um, the Rams are not, and uh, and neither are the Saints. So we have a Twitter poll question up: Are the Saints going to get the seven seed? Yes or no? That is the question. Uh, go vote right now. We've uh, we just put it up. Got. 19, now 20 votes in, uh, 77% are saying yes, 23% are saying no. Objectively, Norm, are the Saints making the playoffs, yes or no? No. 
Is it because they're going to lose or because the Niners are going to win? I think it's because the Niners are going to win. Um, the Rams can't improve their spot in the playoffs, so I think that their start well, they could they could lose it though. They could they could fall all the way to the five. But I so think that, I I think I think that helps them. I I think if you want to be a two or a five, I think they're going to be playing to win. If it was just like they've already had the division wrapped up, I think I might agree with you. Because I think, especially in an 18-game season, you're just looking at health above all else. But the difference between two and five is big. Yeah, it's big. But when it's no playoff by, um, essentially, you're still playing a football game. So you want to be at home and play a beat-up Saints team, or you want to be on the road? To st- I don't think Matt Stafford can win three road games in a row. No, I don't think so either. But um, I just don't know what the, the effort level in this last game going into the playoffs with the Rams against this tough divisional team against the 49ers. I can't see the Rams. Usually if this game is in the beginning of the season, which they had one of the beginning of the game, it's, it's a bludgeoning match. But I just can't see them trying to get into a bludgeoning match with the 49ers who are going to be playing their hardest because they're trying to make it in the playoffs. Just can't see them going into, a, you know, a hard-fought football game a week before they have to play in the playoffs with, like you said, Matthew Stafford, who we've known in the playoffs, just doesn't bowl well. That's why I think it's important for them. I um, I, I don't I don't subscribe to your theory that they're not going to be playing hard because I think there's a lot on the line for them. I do think it's going to be a really difficult game because, I mean, Shanahan has had McVay's number. I think yeah. McVay's got a picture in his phone of his dad, and it's 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 Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> I mean, he's he really has the Rams. I think they've lost five in a row to the Niners. They they always struggle with the 49ers. and even though they're a favorite here, it's if the Saints don't make the playoffs, I don't think it's going to be because they lose to the Falcons. I think it's going to be because the Niners beat the Rams. Scott, uh, my memory is vague. What 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 happened in the last Saints Atlanta game? Um, this season that was it was gross. No, we lost who, by two points. Okay, right. just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. I remember I was now a little fuzzy. It was fuzzy. I was I was there. <laughs> I, I, I remember it. I remember it well. They te- they teased everybody with that fourth quarter, only for uh, quarter quarter quarterrel Patterson. Yeah, you know I I think I think I mean you just said you thought the Saints were going to win. Yeah, yeah. So I mean I can't go into this game, you know. That team that the Saints, that, that Atlanta faced the first time was better than the team that they're facing now. So I, I don't know. I don't and know I think Scott. the Saints are a little bit better. I mean, it's Well, like, that's what I'm, I'm saying, the Saints, not the, the Falcons. Saints, they, they, the Falcons have been eliminated. Um, I don't know that I'd describe them as a team with a lot of heart. Here's what the Falcons do. Though. They can play spoiler. They either win a close game or they get blown out. Like, that's what they've done all year. So if it's close, eh, like... Here are their wins. They beat the Lions by four. They beat the Panthers by a touchdown. They beat the Jags by a touchdown. They beat the Saints by two. They beat the Dolphins by two. They beat the Jets by a touchdown. They beat the Giants by three. You look at their losses. Well, it kind of sounds like... they are the, Their losses, They they a couple of close losses to like the Panthers and, and Washington and the rest of them, they just got absolutely blown. I mean, the last six games of the New Orleans Saints, what that sound like? The last, uh, this, 
I'm just telling you the Falcons either get blown out or they lose a close yeah, one. I'm just saying New Orleans Saints last six games doesn't look like they put up a lot of points other than the Jets game. Oh, why would this? How, why would you think the Saints would put up a lot of points in any game? Well, I, I'm just saying when <laughs> I mean, speaking towards this Falcons matchup that they're going with, it seems like it's going to be a close game because the Falcons is not like they put up a lot of points. The Saints not putting up a lot of points. So Saints, this game might be Saints, closer. Saints, than Saints so in twenty to nine. That'll be the final. Twenty to nine. Yeah, I don't agree with that. They'll win 20 to 9. I don't agree with that one. That's what they'll do. I mean, they put up 18 against Carolina. How many field goals was that? Three. Okay. Check that. No, I think it was four. four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> I was about to say, he only scored. Four. And he missed the extra point. Yeah. 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 He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sucks. How do you think Atlanta's going to score? Kyle Pitts. Really? He's, he's, he's playing hurt right now. I mean, he's beat up. Rookie that went over a thousand yards. I'm just like, yeah, he's playing. He's, he's on. The, he didn't even practice yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Facts. What are you even arguing about? You said you thought the Saints are going to win. No, I, I thought you were talking about the other game. I, th- I don't know about this one, Scott. No, no, know. I'm talking about in this this, oh, this, this game. How? Where is Atlanta going to get their points from? Ah, oh, man, it's a tough one. Oh, oh. Not much. Patterson. Not much. It seems like he has like the the go to button to end the Saints. He had one one good game against them. And it him. ended him. So that's the go- one good game go-to against him. The him. go-to button. He had one game where he beat Paulson Adebo deep. And Paulson Adebo still starting on the New Orleans Saints team. So I was, like I said, that New Orleans Saints team was better when they faced Atlanta at the beginning of the season. It was healthier. Trevor Simeon. You want to say that? It was, he's better than Taysom Hill throwing the football. Would not, we with agree? A, not, with a, not with a line that's, would we, would that's shot. Sure. Would we agree that he's uh, quite a le- lot less mobile? Yeah, we can agree on that too. I mean, put that guy back. He's there. Had less injuries too. A lot we can agree. If on. you had, if you had, if you have, I, and I'll say this: if the Saints' O line was, let's say they were like a hundred percent healthy, I think Simeon's a better option. But they're not. You know what I? I heard and they're not. They're not. They're not, they're not. They're not playing Simeon. I, mean, I, I, heard, I heard Shane Shannon Sharp say this, and I, I'm gonna just use this from the. Taysom Hill is six cent in a room full of nickels. What does that even mean? You will rather have six cent than five cent, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't make him a dime. Okay. Yeah. It's not, that's that's not, not bad. Yeah. That's that's not bad. Six cents. Yeah. At first, I thought you meant like sixth cents. Oh, no, 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 no. He's like, six, like the film. Like, oh, yeah, he's got another no. sense about him. No, he's six cents in a room full of nickels, but it doesn't make him a dime. So, you know, it's good. It's good to have in a room full of, di- room full of nickels, but mm-hmm. hey, man. Good to know. have as a backup, not a starter. Yeah, I, you know what? And I'll say if Taysom Hill never had the projections put on by head coach of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, I think we wouldn't have. The the rapport of 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 the what's the word I'm looking for the the smoke that fans I have for Taysom Hill if he was just a good backup if he if he just came in in different packages and came in and subbed Drew Brees when he got hurt or came in and subbed Jameis Winston when he got hurt I think people are heralded Taysom Hill a lot more than. Oh yeah, he's the future of the franchise. He's the next Steve Young. He's the I think Sean Payne just kind of set him up a little no, bit. Too I think much. it's because. He does other things, and back when he was like only the Swiss Army knife role, which is an overused phrase, but that's the one we use because everyone. Gets yeah, they don't it. even use it anymore. Back, well, no, because he's a, he's playing quarterback. Yeah, all I the know. Time. That's why I say. But my point is, back when he was doing that, he was making a lot of plays, and like 
in a small dose, right? It's not like he was he was taking like 30 snaps a game no. either. And because they were designed and it was a good offense and he did well in those packages, the margin for error was pretty wide. Like he didn't screw up a ton in that role. Yeah, in yeah. fact, most of the time it was almost the majority of the time it was a positive play. And it got, it, you know, it put this false idea in people's head like, oh, man. I mean, because they never really saw him fail. And then you saw him play quarterback, and then folks were like, eh, I don't know. It's like, come on, guys. There's a difference between <laughs> yeah. there's a difference between the role that he's actually really good at and playing quarterback. He's 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 okay as a backup quarterback. He's not good. He ain't no Chase a, Daniels. He's not good as a story, not, not in terms of money. That dude. <laughs> he ain't no Chase Daniels. That guy. Props to him. He might be. I admire that guy. A UDFA that ends up playing in the league for like we're going on years. we're going on fifteen years now. He's made over thirty mil, thirty five mil maybe. He ain't no Chase Daniels. Let's see. Chase Daniel career earnings. Still in the league, man. Um all right, this can't be right. What is this? So the first thing on Google says, started five games through 261 passes in his career, reportedly has career earnings of $16 million. Oh, no, that ain't right. I'm going to go to, I'm gonna go to uh, spot track here. Now, his first three years in the league, he was making league minimum, got to Kansas City. They started paying him millions. All right, in terms of just career earnings per spot track, $38.9 million. All right, that sounds about right. I mean, one more year in there, and he's, he's, he's getting around $40 mil. He got $40 mil out of him. I'm going to <laughs> to the bag. <laughs> to the bag. Jeez, Daniels, to the bag. It's a quarter after the hour. Antonio Brown is um, publicly... Taking his battle against the Bucks He's to uh, a new level. He's winning. I don't know about that. He's winning. We will dig into the legal side of this. Does he even have a case? That coming your way. UL hoops in action tonight. We'll discuss that. And some quarterbacks. Where are they playing next year? Cajuns officially announced two new additions to the coaching staff. Uh, it had already been reported about George Munoz, now it's official, and many knew that the Connor Neighbors thing was going to happen. He's the new strength and conditioning coach. Connor Neighbors uh, used to play at LSU. I think his brother's still maybe on the team. Played fullback, but um, yeah. He's been um, on LSU staff under Tommy Moffat the last couple of years. That hire right there, Norm, I'll explain next why it's the most important hire that Desimo is going to make. That's all coming your way. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on the Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is a 
Welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Braith and Norman Locke. Connor Neighbors has uh, been hired by Louisiana officially yesterday as the director of football strength and conditioning. And he has been on the football staff since the beginning of the 2021 season. Spent some time at LSU and Bama, and so now he is uh, he implemented velocity based training and other things and power based lifts. I just know that this guy right here, when you look at what Mark Hockey did, the biggest role of Phil obviously is Coach Desimo filling Coach Napier's role. I'm telling you right now, the second biggest one is this one: the importance of that higher is not going to get enough discussion. It's not going to get enough headlines. I want to say the first hire that Coach Napier made when he took over was Mark Hockey. And they had a history, and Hockey did a great job. It is 24-7, 365 in terms of getting your body right if you want to compete in the sport of football at the highest level. And there are moments on the calendar where a head coach is not allowed to be around players, where assistant coaches are not allowed to be. You know who's allowed to be around them? You know who's allowed to continue to work with them? You know who's allowed to get their bodies right, to get them in the best shape possible? The strength and conditioning coach. And so Connor Neighbors goes from assistant to now the director. And that right there, and it's not just about like lifting. It's everything that it entails from the diet to the body, you talk to a guy like a Max Mitchell who's going to get drafted, who's the third team AP All American, who's wrapping up. He'll tell you it's not like my weight changed dramatically from when I got here to now. It's the 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 bad body fat versus the good body fat, the 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 muscle mass, all of it. His body, his weight didn't transform as much as his body did, and he credits the strength and conditioning staff and everything that it that that everything that falls under that umbrella you know to measuring the body weight mass index to the diet to the specific kind of exercises and weightlifting and strength and conditioning that you would have for an offensive lineman versus your safety right and i i'm just using max as, as an example but he'll he'll just tell you he'll he credits so much of his journey as a college football player from a guy that wasn't really recruited. I mean, I, I UL might have been his only D one offer. He might have had like two or three um, to now being an All American and a guy that's probably going to get drafted in a couple of months. I think of all the hires and look, George Munoz. That's an important hire, and there's there's history there. And I'm just telling you, Connor Neighbors, that one right there, that promotion. He's got. An extremely important role. He's got big shoes to fill. Now, I'm sure he's he implemented his own stuff last year, and obviously he learned a lot under Coach Hockey. And obviously, this guy, you wouldn't want to, you know, you wouldn't want to get in a bar fight with him, Norm, mm-hmm. because he'd take us both out. 
He is uh, he is strong, and now his job is to keep the team as strong as possible, and uh, that is, again, such an important promotion right there. Like you said, the strength and conditioning is one of the departments and the hires that I think people in different organizations tend to forget. But when you speak on players and programs that want to compete to the highest level, they talk about conditioning, they talk about the strength, they talk about, you know, um, there was a story about Devin Hester as he's trying to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame about his strength and conditioning coach at his first uh, day at practice, he came in as an early enrollee as a high schooler, ran the 40 time, had a blazing speed, but the conditioning coach didn't want to show him his time because he said, I know I can make you better. Mm-hmm. I need to strengthen your hamstrings, strengthen your core. You're going to be able to run for this amount of speed longer. Now he's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It wasn't it wasn't the head coach that told him that he needed to strengthen his hamstrings. That's not it's not going to come from the wide receivers coach. It's going to come from the strength and conditioning coach. And if he sees the deficiencies in your body and in your diet, that's going to help you translate to your game. Like Zion Hill talked about uh, with us pre Sunbelt um, about how the strength and conditioning changed how his body and his motor mm-hmm. affected the play that he did on the field. So like you said, it's a I like this high. It's a knockout the park. It, it, it's they. It's it's as important as it gets. And um, <clears throat> you know, I know the Cajun football fans have been on edge as of late, and the transfer portal and a lot of stuff that comes with it. And so, you know, the promotion of neighbors isn't really. It's not a surprise. It's kind of been out there for a while, but it, it deserves to be spotlighted for uh, the importance and significance that it's going to bring to the program. Um, Cajun hoops, two wins on the road, shorthanded last week. Not knowing they were going to be shorthanded until they got there, that was for many. They they weren't expecting it. It's hard to win on the road, period. But to do the way they did, now they got two home games: Arkansas State tonight, Little Rock Saturday. Win though, you start out four and zero in the Sun Belt. It, that's how you, that's how you, I hey, mean, that's how you spark some morale. It's <laughs> to start out conference play on the road and get two wins. I mean, Kobe Julian went to three late to beat Coastal Carolina. Uh, it's a good way to start the New Year's, but this is a big win tonight. Uh, uh, we'll be on the air with it at uh, at six thirty, and um, you know they had, jeez, the the wins last week. I don't, I, they they were talked about quite a bit, but you got to move on till tonight. Uh, Arkansas State is good. They are ten and three. Uh, they're one and only conference play. They beat Georgia Southern last week by I think like twenty points. Uh, they have uh, North Shadowmere, who was the preseason player of the year. The guy is an absolute beast, and you know he's he's who you got to slow down. But let's go, man! It's happening. Somebody just delivered some food. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Somebody just walked. Somebody. God just walks in the was, studio in the middle of the ranch. With steak and eggs. Oh, man. Go go grab us two before those go out. <laughs> Norm, go get them real quick. Because somebody's going to take them. You know how this building is. Well, I was going to step out for uh, for just a moment. Uh, but UL versus Arkansas State tonight. Again, a uh, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. Looking forward to it, man. Should be good. Dury Cadwell, you know, stepping up big time on the two-game road trip. A lot number of guys. You know, that's 
if they've got you know the the bulk of the roster all available tonight, I'm I'm I am anxious and interested to see what the rotation looks like, considering the guys that ended up playing bigger minutes because who was available and who wasn't and how they played. But Cadwell delivered big time. Oh, what we got here? Nice. Couple of chicken biscuits. You like rip off part of that the top the top part of the. There we go. I need a, need a plate over here as Norm and I get our breakfast ready while we're on the air. All right. ESPN Laugh. He had the best ticket in sports. Scott Prath and Norman Locke. Antonio Brown. AB. Super Gremlin. I knew the game was going on, but I still left because I'm a super gremlin. That's the lyrics. I just. Uh, you never heard the song, huh? I haven't. Do you know who Kodak Black is? Yes. Okay. He made the song. Okay. okay. I've probably heard it, but wouldn't know that. Like, I've probably heard it, like, in a show or, like, it's, it's out and about. Game. Yeah. It's, it's, I love this song. Probably heard it walking by Hot 107.9 before, but wouldn't wouldn't know. Oh, that's Kodak Black. That's but I do know who Kodak Black is. Okay. Okay. He's that super Um Brown is claiming that there's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff to unpack, but I think the Cliff's Notes version is he's claiming he was too hurt to play, told the Bucks he couldn't go back in, and that Bruce Arians basically said, I'm going to cut you. Correct. Um, all the other stuff of was he truly hurt? Was he not? Can he do this? Can they prove this? Does he have a point? Does he not? I think it's going to be hard to prove any of that one way or the other in terms of how hurt. Folks will say, well, look at the plays in this game, and he's running all out, and he's doing this. So look at him jumping off the field and this and that. I don't know that that proves that he wasn't actually hurt enough to go back on the field. Um, he says that he was injected with something the NFLPA doesn't recommend. Well, players have to agree to pain management before they get any injection. Even even Tyrod Taylor, when they almost killed him, the poor guy, a couple of years ago with the Chargers. Sue, yeah. He had to agree before they did that. You have to sign things. The NFL does that to protect themselves. So I don't think he has a case there. Really, A.B., can he prove that a coach said, if you don't play, I will cut you? Now, Number one, I, I don't know that they would have cut him because they're desperate and with all the other injuries, they probably need him. But number two, it's one thing for players to sort of understand the dark secret of the NFL, especially players that are on the fringe of the roster, that if you don't play, even when you're hurt, the, the odds of you getting cut are are high. Everyone already knows that. It's understood, right or wrong. For a coach to actually say, I'm going to cut you if you don't play hurt, that's where, to me, this whole thing comes down to, okay, did Arian say it? If so, Brown has a case. Can he prove it? If he can, he has a case. If not, I think this is all just headlines and, and, and a, whole lot of, a whole lot of headlines, but not a lot of substance. That's where I'm at with this. And I'm still out on judgment. I still want to see what's going to be a rebuttal because the Bucks have been Pretty silent on the matter other than saying Bruce Aaron's coming out and saying that AB is no longer on the team. When technically, that's not true. They haven't released him. He hasn't been uh, cut or sent to waivers. So that's not true, Bruce. So I want to see how this plays out. We saw Tom Brady come out and kind of give the, the you know, ginger, great PR response. But could it be that the Bucks are trying to work through this situation? Could it be that they're trying to just not let A.B. sign with another playoff hopeful team before the playoffs? It's a lot to break down. I, I, and I, 
assume that they're that's the best thing that they will do. I would do that if I'm the Buccaneers. I think I think it might also there might also be some. Remember, any could they be fixing it? Any clause in that contract that they could possibly get out of and claim, well, you broke. Because the contract reportedly with AB, it had a lot of incentives. It also had a lot of outs for the Bucks that says, well, if you do this or this, we can get this back. So I, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably more toward we want to we wanna make sure that, you know, when this process happens, we're not, gonna, we're not really going to owe you anything. As a matter of fact, you might owe us. But do they even want that headache and all those headlines? Because you know AB will drag it out and it'll go on IG Live and it'll be a lot of stuff. But I don't know, man. I... I I think that these are a lot of headlines, but in the end, I don't really see it going anywhere. Like, AB's not going to get money from the Bucks. I think this is more of a PR campaign to try to get the, you know, some on his side so that maybe he can play again somewhere. And I think it's working. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's I think it's working. I knew the game was going on, but I still left because I'm a super gremlin. That's words from Antonio Brown himself. You think he's going to play somewhere again? I do. Especially if this was the reason why the relationship with him and the Bucks falter, he's still saying all the right things. I mean, other than his actions from the, what took place during the game, he hasn't technically did anything wrong. And then how I look at it, yeah, Scott, but is, you're just glazing over a really big part of it. Yeah, no, but and what that's I, not, you can't just be like it, other than that. But everything else, like that's no, a no, that's a major part. But Scott, there's how a, I there's look a at credibility it, factor. No, here but this, this is how I look at it, Scott. Right. Okay. There are players that have gotten DWIs, which is illegal. There are players that have had domestic violence. There are players that have been accused of domestic violence. You got uh, Richard hasn't, Sherman. Hasn't he had several lawsuits against them for domestic violence? Never convicted, but yes. Yes. All right. Now, but that I goes mean, into it. That goes into it. Now, this is the thing. Has he, been hasn't he been arrested for other things as well? Correct. Okay. But never nothing violent other than the alleged domestic violence, which his wife or girlfriend or baby mother dropped. So it's not, he hasn't been convicted. There's, there's been some accusations. There's been some accusations, yeah. But there are other players that have been convicted of crimes that have played more downs in the NFL after coming home from stint to jail, uh, after coming home from jail. But so I can see Antonio Brown playing because other than what he did on the field, what else has he done? Here is here is well, he's he's done a lot to hurt his credibility and forcing his way out with the Raiders and the headaches. Like, and the, he still the, gave the, him a chance. The, the 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 reality is, teams care about winning above all else, and they'll be willing to look past other stuff. Do they think that AB can help him, or do they think in the end it'll just hurt him? And that's what teams will always weigh. The other stuff, and and when you start compiling more and more issues or teams wondering, is this guy just going to flip if he comes here, if one bad thing happens, or is he going to sit out because of this or that? If teams have to worry, then they're not going to do it. I mean, I don't think Arians never even wanted to sign AB. That was totally G- GM Tom Brady. That was that was 100% Tom Brady. Arians went from saying, I'll never sign that guy to, yeah, he, we want him on the Bucks. That was that's all why, Tom Brady. That's why I have to see how this plays out, and that's why I still think that he plays another down in the NFL. Because he, might. He, he might. Look, I'm not – this isn't What's something – What's your over-under? This isn't – well, I mean, yes or no. I would put – I would put yes at like your money line plus one hundred. No, it's <laughs> minus one hundred. I mean, I think it's close to a pick 'em, but I think I lean more toward no. I mean, I've seen teams do things before, but I think this latest one, it's just teams aren't going to be wanting to deal with that headache. 
they're not. Or the possibility of this could blow up in our face at any moment. And for the Bucks, look, it worked out for them. Helped them win a Super Bowl. It did. So, will teams look past stuff? Sure. But he's he's had some off-the-field issues as well. This isn't, you know, I saw that absurd, you know, thing on social media of who's a bigger diva like T.O. or Brown. I'm like, first of all, let's let's find a new word for receivers that draw headlines other than diva. <laughs> Secondly, there's not even close to a comparison. T.O., that dude. I mean, all he did was do sit-up. All he did was do sit-up. It was also just time and like when he played and what was acceptable and what isn't. But there's there's no similarities between T.O. and Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, yeah, zero. Brown has had off the field issues. He's you know, Tio would never just walk out and that dude. Not even close. There's they're 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 nothing alike. Other than the fact that they're both really good football players. Um with that. Phone lines are open, guys. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Go to the phone lines in a second. Our Twitter poll. Will the Saints make the playoffs? Will the Saints get the seven seed? Yes or no? Still um, 72% yes, 28% no. Saints got to win. Need the Rams to beat the Niners, and then they would go face the Rams in L.A., or they'll go home. Seasonal win. That's where they're at. Said to the phone lines, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, guys. I want to... Time in a few minutes, not a few minutes, a couple seconds on the on the 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 brown the brown stuff that's going on. In my opinion, guys, uh, what I see here, in my opinion, is something that I really don't know about. And all of us, and y'all are saying it too, we don't have the information that we all would need to be able to make our own decision on what took place here. How did it happen? All that. Somebody's saying this, this and nobody's saying that. Like Tio is saying this. We haven't heard from the coach. We don't have a recording and we don't have a video that's showing them he's saying that and all of that. So it's a lot of hearsay, she say, hearsay, she say. And this is between a boss. You see, the coach is like a regular boss. He's been hired by the company to lead the company on that work site. And T.O. is the employee of the company. T.O. and the boss seems to me could be having a dispute, a little dilemma. And notice I say a little dilemma. Because this probably is not that big. Just because you're old in age don't mean that you don't sometimes act like a third grader. You know, we all are capable of that. So that's kind of how I see this. I see this as playing out. Embarrassment to the owner, yeah. To the fans, yes, yes, yes. To the fans, yes. To the community, yes. The Bucks, folks, oh, yes. With that said, mm-hmm. wait a few days. That'll get erased. People will still buy them season tickets. They'll still pack that place because they're the defending world Super Bowl champs. And Brady is still leading that quarterback team on offense. Yeah, coach. Now, all I'm going to close in is with this. Brown is a good athlete. In the NFL, in order to hold that trophy, at the end of the year, you need not just good character guys. You need good football players. 
the ones that can make it happen. And if you can't score in the league, you don't win. I'm done, guys. Thank you. AB is still still actively tweeting. Oh, he'll 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 talk about it for a while. He sent out text messages right between him and coach, which I don't really think. I mean, you can read them. I don't and think now, it really. Now he's sending out text messages. I'm guessing between the QB trainer charging him a hundred thousand dollars, then doing no workout must be a part of these guys playing alone. Mission Impossible. I don't know what it is, but AB in these text messages that he's screenshotting has his bank information in the in the but text message. Don't do that. Yeah, he's yeah he's wild. Bank. He has his. He has his account number he has in account. there? I, I, what AB, is he doing? I need them racks. <laughs> He's tweeting out his account number and a routing number. And a routing number. I need them racks. He's, he's, he's just I'm about to ask him for 10K. You think he give it to me? He's just different. I mean, somebody's probably already cleaned it out, Norm. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, One other thing on this AB thing, and then we're going to move on. There is a lot of people that quickly just say CTE. Oh, yeah, CTE. Oh, Scott, what are you talking about? Yeah, CTE. I don't, maybe he does. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to diagnose him. Do I think that there, there there could be some mental issues there? Maybe, but I don't even know. And I, I used to say that, you know, there could be something going on there. You, you know, I mean, how many play, how many NFL players have had, first of all, CTE isn't something you diagnose to a guy is, 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 is gone. Okay. Secondly, as we know, a lot of NFL players have had it. Would you agree that there's never been quite a character like Antonio Brown? <sighs> that hasn't been convicted of anything illegal. No. I, I don't Forget all the other, just in general, everything about him. I mean, he seems, he is, I, I feel like we haven't seen someone quite like him pass through the NFL. Like to, to just immediately say, oh, you got to leave him alone or, man, you, who cares? Or, yeah, CT or it's the league's fault or it's that. Like, why do we just, like, jump to all of these conclusions when we're not doctors? We don't know anything. I just... Yeah, nah, that... that it's I like, was so upset about it. Everybody was like, right CT, it. CT, oh, CT. You don't need to leave him alone. Yeah, CT. Or, oh, it's, it's it's CT. It's like, you don't... You, you're yeah, not a you're doctor. Not a doctor. On, you're on Twitter. YouTube doctors. And it's like, bro... Oh, yeah, after they hit from uh, Burfitt... The 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 CTE just kicked in automatically. Like what? No, Antonio Brown had that haircut when he got that hit. It's, so also, it's like it, yeah, he's it's, been, it's, it's he's just been like himself. and then like you don't even know. I all the symptoms of CTE, what they do, how they impact people. Like there are there are people and former players truly suffering from it. That like who knows what they have to go through daily. Turned out Vincent Jackson had it bad. We know because he died. He was a, a, you know he had. Become a terrible alcoholic. It was very sad. He was found in a hotel room, and he died. And they looked at his brain, and they found it out. And you, you don't, you don't know all the things that are going on. And you need to stop acting like you're some doctor because he took a hit once. And you know. And I'll be honest. I I early on when the AB antics kind of started, especially the off season after he was traded and everything started, I was kind of leaning in that direction. And I I had I have to pull back and say, you know what? I can't be saying that stuff because I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. One more and then we're taking a break. Welcome into the great Scott show. Hello. Hey guys. 
I want to chime in on this. I disagree with Norm for one reason. My boss does not care what I do off the field. He cares about what I do on the field or at work, which AB's a great player at work, but whenever you disgrace in the product at work, that's when he's wrong. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I can Appreciate see that, it. but... All the, all the other stuff, if he's, like, playing well, they just... He's yeah, always played well. That's why when reports of, you know, uh, A.B. bringing a social media team to the Steelers' practice to film him throughout the entire practice, like, A.B.'s been doing these things, but the on-the-field production has always been there. It's Even this year, it's always been there when he's available, but... Like the caller said, okay, in football, most players don't get in trouble for what they're doing on the field, whether it's, you know, something major or minor. It's off the field. So I can't correlate it with your day job because, you know, I mean, if you go to jail, whatever job you work with, you might get fired you depending might. on what you do. Depending like, on what you do off yeah, the field. Yeah, you, you might, might get, get fired. You so. might get fired. Your boss cares, bro. Don't 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 slight your boss like I this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he works in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe yeah, maybe he owns his own business. Maybe you know? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm maybe just his boss doesn't care. I know that in this job, things that I do away from the mic yes, could, it does. could lose me this job. Yeah. Yes. Not that I really do anything other than no. just go home and chase my kids around. Yeah. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Drink a lot of time Mountain Dew. No question. We gotta take a quick time out. We'll be right back. I'm Scott. That's Norm. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. We've talked a little Cajun hoops, UL football, NFL football, AB, NFL playoffs, not this weekend, but next. National championship game is Monday, Norm. We got a short segment here before we wrap up this first hour. Then we'll open up phone lines again next hour. Georgia or Alabama? Look, there's a madman. And I've talked about this madman before. His name is Nick. Nicholas. Nicholas Saban. And he's the he's on the most wanted list by a lot of coaches in college football. And the most wanted list is for dead or alive. Well, however they can get it, they'll take it. You know why, Scott? Once I went back and I realized this madman, it only takes it. You can only defeat this madman with two things: Cardell Jones and Ezekiel Elliott, or a Heisman-winning quarterback. That's all that you can do to beat Nicholas. I mean, Deshaun Saban. Watson did win the Heisman. I thought he did. Or Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, or Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry, but you know, you got Johnny Menzel, you got Joe Burrow, you got. Trevor Lawrence, you got Deshaun Watson, you got Jameis Winston. A and M beat them this year. They're not that good. Yeah, the anomalies. There's a few. There's yeah, a few exceptions every but now and then. To win in the college football playoffs, you need a Heisman or a first round quarterback to beat this man. And guess what? Georgia doesn't have either. You need, well, you need a team stacked with first round picks. 
but you better have a really good quarterback. Really great quarterback. Hey, Scott, who won the Heisman? Bryce Young. He plays for Alabama. So you have your sorry, Georgia. Uh, do you have the best wide receiver in the country? I'll just, do you have the best running back in the it, country? It, 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 it's for Georgia. If you don't do it now, it's not going to happen. He's the big. He's a big brother. If you don't do it now, always wins. God. If you don't do it now, it's not going to happen. You've got Bama in a year where they. Let's be real. I know they're number one. I know they're Alabama. They are not as dominant as we've seen in the past. I mean, they lost to A&M. They, 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 they should have lost to LSU, which is wild when you consider what LSU was this year. And then what they did. There was just, a, there was a number of games. They almost lost to Florida, who was, again, like LSU, ended up finishing, what, six and seven. Like, I get, it. I get that Bama's better now than they were then. I get that. But Georgia, outside of that one game against Bama, have just steamrolled everyone this is the best team that kirby smart has had because defensively i mean they're you see them against michigan and it was like you had you had it, it looked like pro players versus college players yeah and that was michigan and you saw what michigan did to like ohio state and what they did to them in the trenches and they go up against georgia and it's like oh my god if you don't do it now georgia it's not going to happen. <laughs> this is your chance. This is your opportunity to beat Bama. It's there. If you don't do it now. And look, the one where, where, where Tua throws it in overtime, Georgia was like, Georgia was beating them to, to, uh, that in, like pretty much the entire game. I mean, they were beating them. And they actually should have been winning by more. There was a few plays here. You know how it goes. Ball bounces here. They just let Alabama hang around just enough. And then, boom, they get them like that. One play over time, walk off, see ya. Like, if if you don't do it now, Georgia, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Georgia Scott. is a favorite in this game, North. They are the favorite. And Mattress Matt put down $1.2 million on Alabama to win. Guess what? Mattress Matt, I'm rolling with you. I guess. I'm going to take the Bulldogs. Ooh, I'm going to take okay. the Bulldogs. Okay. Almost seen the Bulldog. The Bulldog. It was uh, Uga and Bevo, right? You were there? Yeah, I was there. He almost the died. Bowl where the, the <laughs> Bevo almost <laughs> killed him. He almost horned him to death. What? Man, he almost horned me. That was the craziest <laughs> thing, man. You were right there on the side. It was that Sugar Bowl, Georgia, yes. Texas. And they wanted a photo op with the dog and the bull. And Bevo. And, um, That's his name, Bevo? Bevo. And those horns, man, that... That Longhorn. Uh, I was scared the minute the, well, the he walked them was, on the was field. was petrified. They're dread. You know when you when you see someone walking their dog and they and you're like, oh, can I pet him? And you go to pet him and the dog starts pulling away in like their neck because they're just scared. They're yeah. skittish. I guess not skittish around people. He saw that beast and that thing, that, smelt that, that thing. dog was like, get me out of here. And they couldn't even get the, the there's a video camera. They couldn't even get a photo shot. Bebo just. We got to find a gift of that clip and tweet it out. Just, Bruh, just a that reminder. That thing was so scary. And then when that bull went to moving that head, oh, nah, Scott, I got to get out of here. They man. they they avoided a, a potential catastrophic situation. If that bull would have took off, the minute he touched what, what the if, field. Like, what if like a state trooper on the side had to just had to put, put him down? down. <laughs> Can you imagine the scandal? I mean, you would have had, had one put two side. Of them in it. He would have had, had to put two. Had one side of like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Then you would have had Peter like, how could you let this 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 animal run? This should have been running in the wild. It would have been 
No one would remember anything. I don't even, I don't even remember anything about that game. No, I remember, All I remember the quarterback is, is screaming, we're back. <clears throat> All I remember is, yeah. Texas never came back. Yeah, but, uh, he came back. Um, I just remember that. I, I don't remember anything question, about that though. game. Okay, say he does take him down. Are you eating some of it? Am I, feel I like, eating it? I mean, like, I feel you like it's some grade A Angus in, inside Bevo. I hate to see it. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's some grade A <laughs> Angus. Right, I'm, I'm kind of a wuss. So, <laughs> you, so hand me, you hand me a plate and you're like, this Bevo? I mean, yeah, right. It's, that's really it. <laughs> if you tell me it was Bevo and I have the sight of that poor, you know, the poor beast just getting put down. Like I'm a hypocrite, I admit it. Like I don't, I don't. When I'm eating a burger, I'm not thinking about the poor cow getting a spike <laughs> through his head. I'm not thinking about you know Betsy. I'm not. You don't think when you're eating Chick Fil A, you don't think about the cows dancing in the commercials the cow, like saving cows? I eating cow. I'm not thinking about the poor chicken that got <laughs> the guy's neck rain. I'm thinking about no. I ain't thinking about any of that. I'm just enjoying my nuggets. But if I know for a fact it's Bevo, I don't think I. Could I think do I that. appreciate it more. God, dude, I I'd be like, man, this guy put his time in. There was some book. There was some book they made us. They made us read. Maybe it was the day no pigs. There was some book I had to read in junior high. I remember my teacher like crying as she read this part where this kid gets really close to this pig, and I might be, for the record, I may be putting two stories together, but I remember it as one, <clears throat> and it was sad. It's like you know, pigs, pigs. They have a personality like a dog. You get close to them, and you know, you, there are some people that have pet pigs. And in like this bacon. story, this this you know this kid on a farm gets close to this pig, and it wasn't old Yeller. It wasn't like the pig got rabies. No, they just had to put the pig down so they could make bacon. How's how are you gonna how are you gonna eat something that was your pet? You can't. Now Bevo wasn't my pet, and for the record, Bevo Norm, wasn't my pet. You make that into some beef jerky, I'm gonna be eating it. Some man, look here. I'm, I'm telling you, Bevo looked like Bevo be like, got that, 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 it, got more. That SOB Angus almost that he got killed that, that pull cute, cute little bulldog. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it. Give me, give me some A one steak sauce on the side. Put a fried egg on that sucker. Be like, <laughs> I ain't even eating. I'm not killing the chicken. I'm just eating the chicken's egg and roasting it on top of it's you. A baby chicken. Don't Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Well, how did we get here? What is even happening right now? Baby chicken. Boy, the great Scott show continues. Norman Locke in the house. Where's Russell Wilson playing next year? What about Kirk Cousins? Matt Ryan? Baker Mayfield? I'd like to see Kirk Cousins in the same uniform. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Jesus. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues after this. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prater. Steal the show. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I did want to um, 
Shout out Lawrence Brooks, who passed away. You might be wondering who that is. Uh, we've actually talked about him on the show before. And he was, and I'll send out a little retweet. The Saints sent out a little something about him. Lawrence Brooks was the 112-year-old veteran that was uh, living. He's from New Orleans, and he passed away yesterday. He was the oldest known U.S. veteran. He was in World War II and had tons of stories, and I love this guy. For like the last 10 years, maybe even longer than that, every year on his birthday, they would have a party for him at the at the World War II Museum. Because he was there. And he was <laughs> he would he was go there. and they would throw a party for him in like the old like malt shop or whatever, and they'd have the singers, and I'm like and and he was like, I don't know, he was always such like a positive guy. And it's kinda sad, man. I like I last couple of years I would just like I would I would Google sometimes like Lawrence Brooks making sure he, oh yeah, he's still alive. And then every 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 so often there'd be like a new story about him. They had a shot of him at a Saints game. Like three years ago, he's like 109, and he's just like on the front. Chilling. He wasn't at home. He was at a Saints Outside. game in yeah. the Superdome at 109 years old, and it was like they showed a picture of him. And he was like smiling. I'm like, I'm sorry, did you say 109? Yeah. And he made it to 112. And yeah, he hadn't been really mobile the last year, but dude was 112. 112, so, Scott. Um, shout out to him, to his family. I mean that. And when you're and you're from New Orleans, you're from Louisiana, you're a veteran, and you're 112, you're going to get celebrated. And uh, I salute you, Mr. Brooks, today. Shout out. Shout out, Lawrence Brooks. Shout out, Lawrence Brooks. Now, Can you imagine? Now, Scott, imagine, you know, name drop, being that O and be able to name drop. Like, oh, yeah, you know, man, Frank Sinatra, he he was all right. You know, just start name dropping people that you just, you'll yeah. never, ever yeah. see. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I see Prince live one time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, oh yeah! Whenever I was with the Woodstock, uh, whenever <laughs> I, I hung out with, I, I met I met President Herbert Hoover yeah, like, in 1930. Yeah, like, like you did. Yeah. Oh, you remember they invented the airplanes? The guy was born in 1910. Like he was 20 years old when Hoover was president. People are like, oh, World War II. You think of a lot of the veterans that are still with us. They were very young. They were teenagers. Like, no, this guy was like, he's a he was in yeah. his 30s, man. He's driving around people. He loved. He spent. Uh, most of his time, he was, he was he was like a driver. He spent most of his time in Australia. He's like, dude. He probably has never said the word dude before. Sorry. He he described being in Australia like during that time period. He said it was the most amazing thing because at least where he was in Australia at the time, they didn't have the amount of racism that was still very much in the United States and certainly what it was you know back in the forties. And he was like. Like I was just, I just drove around. And it was just like I was in this other world. It was insane. I'm like, that guy's memories and stories must be the most Precious. amazing thing. And uh, again, man, rest in peace to him. And uh, awesome, just absolutely awesome. Shout out Lawrence Brooks. All right, sorry. Let's get back to football. Let's do a little. Where will he be next year? Okay, let's do this. I came up with that clever name of this. Segment pretty on, long, on the, but I rock with it on the fly. Just literally, what we are doing. We're rocking with it though. I'm not going to say Baker Mayfield because he'll be on the Browns next year. Let's throw a wrinkle into the one with Mayfield. Will he be on an extension or the last year of his deal? Extension. 
if if the if I'm the Browns and if I'm Baker Mayfield, I think that's best for both parties. Uh, Baker know that he didn't earn the money, he didn't earn the big payday. So if he comes back next year, <clears throat> hate to say it, and does well, he's earned the payday. Um, in the Browns organization, he hasn't out. You know, he was injured. You lost uh, Odell Beckham. You had a lot of COVID. You had a lot of injuries this season. So you do give him one more chance on that extension, which is probably going to be cheaper than extending him. So yeah, uh, so you're saying you don't extend him. You just have the rookie extension, the rookie extension. which they've already locked in. So he plays on the last year of his deal. Yeah, and. Absolutely. He can hit you big, you he can... cannot, under any circumstance, if the Browns do that, they'll regret it forever. You don't sign him to a major extension right now. First of all, he hadn't even been that good. I, you know me. I've never been a Baker guy, in the NFL anyway. Um, he's also going to still get a huge raise. Yeah. I oh, mean, his, yeah. His, his base salary this year was 5.1 mil. He's going to be making 19 million next year. Oh, plus them commercials? His signing bonus is going to be... Almost, he he gets it all at signing too. So when the when the new year starts, it's just like, boom, eighteen point eight five, like boom, nineteen mil right there, and then it's you know a couple game checks that aren't much. So he's gonna he's gonna get a big old fat check, but long term, you can't be giving this guy. Come on, no. he'll be on the Browns and he'll be on the last year of his deal. That's what he'll be doing. Kirk Cousins. By the way, we have to point out. Next season, Kirk Cousins' guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed. Like, whoever has Kirk Cousins next year, unless he's traded and the Vikings say, we'll take a ton of this, $45 million cap hit next season. You could afford, I got this from the ringer, you could afford seven Justin Herberts for the same price. (laughs) Seven. If they cut him, if the Vikings cut him, they are on the hook. For all of it. He's 33 years old. Are the Vikings really going to take a $45 million cap hit for him not to be their quarterback next year? No. So he will be there. Now. In Minnesota. They could trade him. Think of the Philly-Indianapolis trade with wins where it's like, we'll, we'll, we'll take a big chunk of this bill and you're going to give us some picks. So they're not taking a $45 million cap hit. You're not going to get first-rounders for Kirk. I mean, you're just not. Um, Maybe there's an incentive in there that if he wins the Super Bowl, it's a first-rounder, but he ain't doing that. It's Kirk Cousins. Could you see – I see a scenario where maybe the Philadelphia thing with Wentz, and I I see a scenario where that could happen. Mm. I don't know why. You you know where I think he might – for some reason, I see that dude in a Broncos uniform. That could possibly happen, but I do, <clears throat> I do think that um, me. You asking me about possible places people can go. I see Aaron Rodgers in that Bronco. Uniform. Oh yeah, if, so if it's we'll get to Rodgers in a minute. So you, you're you're. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb because I think the safer answer is even though it's just like it is what it is in Minnesota. I think he's gonna be with the Vikings one more year. Yeah, I just I don't think Zimmer's gonna be there. And does the new head coach want to go in there and, you know, start with Kirk Cousins? I think I think a new coach would rather have Kirk Cousins than, like, a rookie or a backup to start out anyway. What about? I think Minnesota. I, I think I think I'll, I'll go with you. Broncos is the runner-up, but I think he's still in Minnesota next year. What about 
the New Orleans Saints. I think that that would be an immediate upgrade at the quarterback position from everybody that's on the currently on the Saints roster that's not a rookie. I think that Kirk Cousins will be an immediate upgrade at the quarterback position. Sure you you get Michael Thomas back. Sure you you maybe do. draft the wide receiver. You address some holes in free agency. I think Kirk Cousins in that black and gold will bowl well. Uh, no, uh, we'd give it uh, zero chance. Her cousins will not be a member of the New Orleans. All thing I say is, I, th- I feel like I like it. You're the one that always talks about fitting with the culture of New Orleans. Taysom Hill doesn't fit. So I, I mean, mean he, he fits with the fan base somehow. He, nah. Taysom Hill fits. Here's the thing with Kirk Cousins. He's, um, I don't know that there's anywhere. I what I'll say this: What city in the U.S. has the most mega churches? You know, the ones that might be non non but like the giant, uh, huge. That's a hard question. I don't know. I mean, there seems to be like, I don't know either. I'm going to Google this. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm talking, but that's, that's no, that's but like hard. that, I'm, we were talking about, I mean, you're thinking, I'm thinking out loud here, thinking about culture. All right, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins in New Orleans. No, please stop. Kirk Cousins looked like he picture, looked, picture Kirk Cousins doing a second line. Kirk Cousins looked like he went to Tulane. What you mean? Kirk Cousins. How many right people in. in Tulane are from New Orleans, Norm? Not many. No. <laughs> no. But he looked like, I mean, we, we know Zion looked like he I mean, I, I bet you, I bet you, Zion it might be Houston. It might be Houston. Where are all the, where, where are the most mega churches? This is according to Google. A study by Hartford Institute for Religion Research published in 2020, 70% of American megachurches, majority of them are located in Florida, Texas, California, and Georgia. Okay. I, I can mean, see Georgia. He, I yeah, mean, the, I, I, I should have said Georgia. The, I can see Georgia. You can see him going to the Falcons? No, 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 no. You say megachurches. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of I, I think, I mean, Atlanta. should we throw the Texans into the mix here? There's a possibility for Kirk Cousins, especially yeah. if Deshaun's trading. Yeah. Texans, Saints. Texans, I think. Stop. He's not going to the <laughs> All right, let's, let's head to the phone lines real quick. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Yeah, the first city I thought of, of course, they already have a quarterback. When you talk about mega churches with Dallas. Yeah. Every, yeah. Every, time I, every time I drive through Dallas, I see just stadiums that look like church, or churches that look like stadiums. Um Dallas and Houston uh, maybe, have them, but maybe. but Houston might need a quarterback, and Dallas doesn't. So, it seems okay, like that would be a good see the commercials with Joe Osteen and Kirk Cousins. I can already oh, see the commercials. That's, it's, there you go. I think we found it. The best fit for Kirk Cousins is the Houston Texans. Yeah, I feel like he could give the, the, what Brock Osweiler vibes. He'd be better than Brock. I mean, I'm no. <laughs> you, you somehow made me turn into defending Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, and you know what? The Texans would be a really good spot for him because. They're not going to be on, like, national TV much, though. Like, they're not going to be in, like, a a, a big slot. Oh, America's Game of the Week. And that's where Kirk thrives. When when they've got, like, the D&E broadcast team doing a a Vikings game, that's when Kirk Cousins does his best work. I think Houston, he would, he would, you know what? He would, he could get the Texans in the playoffs. That's the fit. All right. I'm, I'm changing my pick. He's going, he's going to, he's going to the Texans. That's Kirk Cousins next year. Texans. (laughs) Also, uh, that state has uh, relaxed COVID laws too. So I mean, that's I think all. That would help him. Yeah, this that's, is that's all right. We've we've we got Kirk, Kirk Cousins' agent is is working hard behind the scenes. <laughs> no, now you gotta, I, I hear Louisiana is pretty lenient too. You got to get David Cully to 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 buy into Kirk Cousins, but yeah, I don't. Nah, like like Scott said, man, Cousins. Uh, it ain't happening. You know what's so crazy? I don't. I never understood the cousin hate. Like I don't. I don't buy into it's it. It's weird. It's it's know? it. It is kind of weird. 
I think it's because he's kind of like I'll say this about Cousins: players in the league like what he did as far as just getting all the guaranteed money. Like you ask them about him, they'll say, "Man, that's that's what all of our goal is." Like you, you have the sack to hold out a couple of times. You know, granted, get a couple franchise tags as a quarterback is a little different, but. You know, if you ask Stephon Diggs how he feels about Kirk Cousins, you probably, you know, you'll get a different, a much different answer than when you ask him how he feels about Josh Allen. There's something weird about Kirk. I don't know. It's like he doesn't have any vices. He he cooks his meat with like on the grill with like a bunch of aluminum foil underneath it. He wears <laughs> he wears like flip flops with like he's with two socks. and zero in the playoffs against. The he Saints? wears flip flops with like he's no he's one and zero not two and zero. Boy, that would that'd be a tough one to swallow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the one and is tough enough, but <laughs> oh, Matt Chase Ryan, you, you see him retiring? No, no, I don't. Um, I think he's leaving though. I do, but think he, he does feel like a guy that'll play two more years somewhere else. I think he's going to probably like Miami, and when they want to like spell him and tour, I, I just feel like he's he's he needs to get out the NFC South. I think that's the best for his career going forward. I he think. just needs to get away from the Falcons. He, he needs that too. That's where he needs. But it's to the get NFC South. It's just like okay, you see what the Saints defense is is doing this year. You saw what the Bucks defense did last year. Carolina's defense is young and growing. Ryan, you're getting old back there, bro. Yeah, you can't move around how you used to. It's not like your offensive line good. You got to get out there. He also, he also needs to go somewhere where he's still in a dome. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, good I, I weather. I'll say Miami because Indy, you know, Indy's weather. not going to move on from Wentz yet. If Cousins does go to Houston where he would fit perfectly, Matt Ryan would probably do well in Minnesota. I don't think he would. I think he'd do all right. Scott, I think nothing cannot happen. Until the situation with Deshaun Watson, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, but but I also think I think this next off season is something. Something's happening with Watson. He's yeah. going somewhere. The first and, and look, picture was uh, posted of him yesterday. You can see Watson. I can see what? Watson. I can see Watson in Minnesota. He would do really. He would do really yeah, really well Justin there. Jefferson out there. He would do really well. A lot there. of gritty in the happen. And his wife posted I, I a photo see. of him yesterday. So that's the first time people have seen. Him out uh, on social media and since the yeah, I think he's at a basketball game. Huh? Yeah, and people was outraged yeah. about it. I'm like, he can't go outside. Like, what's going on? Like, he can't go to a basketball game. Like, what's going on? You go online, you'll always find someone outraged about oh, it. Yeah, there was a lot of people, and that's like, not to say that that some of the accusations are. We're not. We're not yeah. saying that those are okay. We're just saying, good lord, the man can go to a, a game. Ba- yeah, you go to ba- like celebrate his birthday, his wife's birthday, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, yeah, you look, Scott, hold up before. I'm gonna hang up. Before you hang up, uh, could you check? You just got to check in. You know what? What state has the most mega churches? Can you check what state has the most masseuses, massage uh, parlors? And uh, you have a good one. It's probably in Florida. Probably Florida. Yeah. Or some See, random. You know, you'll make me probably tw- California. You'll make me tweet these things, and the algorithm's gonna start sending <laughs> stuff to me at work. Uh, jeez. What God, state has the most? Masseuses. Also, Scott, it is um, going back to AB. Are you paying a hundred thousand dollars for the TB twelve method? Okay, first of all, this is. Hang on a second. <laughs> you found something. You, you, what you, state pays? Oh no, never mind. This is different. What state pays massage therapists the most? That'd be Alaska. Um, I don't want. To, I just the state that has the most masseuses. All it's all it's pulling up is the best states for massage therapists. Uh, okay, here we go. Found it. 
The four states with the most massage therapists per capita did not, again, did not think we were going to, apparently people are really, really stressed out in Alaska. I could get it. It's cold there. Alaska, biggest state in the nation, most massage therapists per capita. Per 750,000 arrests. Basically, there's one, there's essentially one massage, one masseuse for every thousand residents. That's too many. I mean, and uh, oh my god, a masseuse in Alaska makes over eighty-five grand. Well, you got to live on in Alaska. So number kinda, two, sucks. number two. Now this one doesn't make sense. Hawaii. I mean, I feel like yeah. you'd be relaxed. Well, no, you'd be relaxed all the well, time. They got vacation tourists that come there week after week. You're right. There you go. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's what it is. It's like it's a therapy hotbed. A lot of. It's not like the locals are the ones. Okay. Fair enough. Number all right. Number three on this list, Colorado. Let me make sure I properly. This is according to uh, EzineArticles.com and the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's where this is coming from. Let me properly cite it here. Colorado is third. Um, some feel that Colorado is a tourist mecca. It is with all the the snow skiing and stuff. It is. So, I I, last on this list, Washington. Washington. I think Washington is just in hell, Scott. I mean, it's just like no. you announce. Well, okay, so this Dude, is they, how, They've got Starbucks, Microsoft, Amazon. I mean, the states. Well, I was talking about know. the team. Oh, you know. I'm, the team's in hell. No, I'm still talking about states with okay. massage therapists. All right, all right. I'm still on this I want to, thing. I want to speak on Washington. All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's move on to football. Sorry, Jay got me off on a rabbit hole. Right, yeah, I'm sorry. I Surprisingly, to... it's not Florida. If I had to guess, I would say the most massage therapist per, like, strip mall is probably in Florida. But go ahead. Yeah, so Washington, did you see the video of the fans falling from the zip ties on the stadium? Yes. Okay, Jalen Hurd comes out, you know, speaks about it, speaks about the safety of the fans. And you know what Washington does to combat that? Oh, we're dropping a new name. They didn't answer anything. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about the investigation that the NFL has went through. We're not going to talk about the fans almost breaking their necks at our stadium with zip ties. We got a new name, though. And then they promote it to come out on February 22nd. 2000, February 2nd. February 2nd, 2022. But then... If you look, the WashingtonAdmirals.com, you type that in, Scott, see what that brings you. Where does it bring us? To a Washington football team's website. So it, it, <laughs> Did you type in the other ones too, though? Do they all the all the No, because ones? they don't they don't own the others. So it's like the Guardians, there was a, a team that was the Guardians. Are you sure it's own you sure this isn't somebody just trolling right it now? It redirects directly to the Washington football team website. If you look at the uniforms, the uniforms has a A in the in the branding that they're trying to hide. I just did it and it brought me to something called the givingkitchen.org. Washington a- Amros? Washington Admiral. Make sure I got the right website. A D M I R A L S dot com. Yeah, it just brings me to the givingkitchen.org. I don't know. I think somebody was trolling you, man. Oh no, no, they they might have fixed it. Uh, I think they somebody was messing it. with y'all. No, no. The giving, and now it redirects you to a charity. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm telling you. It was it was up there yesterday. Um when they went to announce everything, and it's just like, oh well, the cat's out the bag. Look, the Washington football team is 
they they it sucks for a fan base when your owner is Dan Snyder. <laughs> it sucks. Like every I I don't look. I mean, I get Knicks fans. You know, they hate James Dolan, and and it's well documented and all that stuff. And there have been some bad relationships between fans and owners. There is no fan base that hates their owner more than the Washington football team fans hate Dan Snyder, and they have every single right to. The guy is a scumbag. The guy is sleazy. He 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 sucks, man. That's a that's a tough spot to be. That's a tough spot to be. ESPN Lafayette. Speaking of owners, Norman, if you wanted to, if you if you really didn't like the owner of your favorite team, it's this weird fan thing. The best way to 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 get at them, I guess, is to just not give them your money. But somebody's still going to give you give you the money, right? I mean, it's fans. They're going to still want to see their team and all this other stuff. But Jaguar fans, they started this thing where every one of their emojis is a clown emoji with the, the mustache of Shad Khan, the owner of the Jags. Every one of their, their Twitter AVIs, it's, it's all over the place. And they're apparently, for the home finale, they're all planning to show up in clown attire because they hate that he's keeping the GM. Isn't it, like, so you want to prove to your owner that you don't like how he's doing business by giving him your money while you're dressed like a clown. Who's the real clowns here? It's the fans. Like, what are you doing? You're, you are, we're all, we're going to show him. We're all going to buy up the tickets for the finale, spend money well, at the game, and dress up as clowns to show him that we're mad at him while we give him our money. Washington football team. Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean... Isn't oh, the ja- the Jags have a better owner. I mean, I, maybe not. Shad Khan, they can wear clown stuff all they want. That I mean, guy is still better. I, I would say I think a better the, person than Dan Snyder. I think his management of the GM, coaches, players, assets from has been horrible. 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 Yeah, so I can't. I'm, I'm putting him in one of the bad. I mean, I'm just saying, when it gets down to, like, the core of, like, who the person is. Oh, it's yeah. Like even oh, yeah. bigger than oh, football. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's totally different. Snyder. Jeez. But now, to now your see, point. click click that website right there, Scott. I want you to click the Washington Admirals dot com. Want you to click it on your phone? Yeah, want you to click it. Maybe this Cody Benjamin guy on Twitter is messing with you. So on Twitter, it redirects you here, but when it depends you... on the web browser that people are using. That's what has been deduced. Oh, but okay. yeah, that's what uh, that's just that's just transpired. So I okay. th- think it's going to be Admirals. I like the name though. I like the name. Some fans, some callers were calling in saying they need to be the crab cakes, the Washington crab cakes. I heard that. Was, was that Ronnie that <laughs> yeah. said that? The crab cakes is what he said. Uh, Troy just emailed us about a topic we were talking about last hour. Uh, Antonio Brown, Justina Anderson saying, if he wants a job on another NFL team, he can have it. It's what I know. We'll see. Nah, I think we'll he see. can. We'll see. Saints need him. Sean, Sean said they were interested in him. He took one visit, and they said, "Just drop this don't, home. Just don't bring, don't bring a camera crew. Just don't bring any of that." He brought them all, and then Sean was like, "Yeah, we're not going to sign you. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to do that." I just came home from the Inno. Sean Payton talking about that dildo. That's yeah. what it sounds like he's saying. That's what he said. 
But he didn't say what you said. <laughs> he said deal, though. Deal but though. Uh, no, we gotta talk yeah. about two LSU. I gotta send some smokes. I gotta get off my chest. That was what's wrong. Why are you talking about LSU? That game yesterday was hard, and people were chiming in, really wanting this six and seven team to play the Cajuns. And I'm so glad that Kansas, that K State went in there and just annihilated them to to prove a point with that. LSU should not have been in a bowl game. This LSU team was far worse than a lot of us expected. And I don't no, know where they go for them no, next they season. Were, they were, come on. They had 39 scholarships, 38 scholarship players and a wide receiver quarterback. They should have been playing. What, they, the, the guys wanted to play. You get to tell 10 seniors, no, you can't play because we, we can't win? Come oh, on. No, no, not come at on. all. But I'm, That's what you're suggesting. I'm suggesting, you're suggesting that they shouldn't have accepted the bowl invitation. It didn't seniors, last year. Last year, seniors, did the seniors, the seniors didn't the, get to la, play last, last year. Last year, they, they said, well, we're punishing ourselves because of the Title IX stuff. We're not going to go to a bowl game. I'm sure there were some seniors that probably would have wanted to do it. Probably so. But they could. They literally couldn't. Because LSU at first was like, we're not going to. Then, no, Scott, as a are. senior, let me ask you. You're, you're, if you're it's your a, last you're game a, ever and you have a chance yeah, to play senior, football? As a senior, Scott, you know, you're a, a brazen ass athlete a out here citizen. as a senior. I didn't say senior citizen. No, I should have. <laughs> Scott, would you rather not play or get beat by 30? Uh, if, if it's my last game ever, I would love to play. Yeah, I'm not getting and there's no, and there, and there's no guarantee, but I'm not getting You can't tell a guy, like, oh, you're going to lose no matter what. You no, you can't on. tell him. But, Sky, if I, if I tell you, oh, yeah, there's only 38 more scholarship players here and the quarterback's not playing. And you're going to get even more playing time. Last time you ever get to play football, I'm in. Man, I'm done. I ain't, you ain't signing me up. because you're a quitter. And I'm not a loser. You know, you're a quitter. I'm not a loser. You're a quitter. You're a loser. You quitter. Losers. Quitter. LS losers, losers. I commend. I commend LSU for playing that game. I commend the quarterback from switching all those them. different positions. And all right, we'll be right back right after this. Here's a little bit of AD's old Saints rap. You you tell me what he's saying. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. I think it's more important than the economics It's not going to be, you know, a distraction or an issue. And they want to see where you're headed. 
Just got home from the Eno. Sean Payton talking about the dildo. Black team walking Johnny Bravo. Oh, there is Antonio Brown. Jay uh, emails the show. He says that song has CT all over it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not diagnosing him. This was a low key a hit. I like that. This was a low key hit. I was one of my favorite songs off of Antonio's. Uh, uh, you, album. you, 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 uh, you subscribe to a different kind of uh, A B theory. Yes, yes, yes. What is it? That um, he's addicted to social media. It's not CTE. I think that he's addicted to the court of a public opinion. I think, you know, once he went live in the Steelers locker room, he saw all the engagement. He got the 250,000 people that was in the locker room with him. Tell him, you know, OAB, you're this, you're that, you're great, you're this. And then now, fast forward, uh, well, every situation he's been in thus forward has been amplified on what he's done on social media. Now, going forward to what he's into today, Well, what does he keep doing this morning? He releases text messages to social media. He can, he's vying for a court case, which he can keep all this contained for a court case, but no. Let me release this to social media because the the court of public opinion between players, celebrities, coaches, broadcasters, analysts is all going to start swaying and these different questions are going to be produced and asked at Bruce Arians then at the nearest time or at least enough maybe not the entire court of public opinion but enough and i mean he's he's phrasing it only from his perspective yeah. inside of things and and he's he's and what, you might what, be onto something because his entire stint with the raiders like that hard knocks was 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 bad yeah but it was like you didn't give us very much ab they gave us a little ab and it was all like oh he's He's with his kids and he's working out. That's all it was. It's like, then you would go on social media and see the stuff that Brown was putting out there. And it's like, this is totally different. He's trying to get out of here. He did. He ran around the yard celebrating. Like, I'm so glad to get here. And then when people call him out for it, he's like, oh, well, what about this, 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 and this? Only his side of it. And a lot of times, I mean, the Raiders at that point are like, we don't have time to even like, we're about to start a season. Like, we don't, we're not going to go back and forth with this. Like, let's just move on. And you might be onto something there. I, I mean, think that's what it is. And it's like, and he uses it. We were talking about this. Like, you see him sometimes on social media, and he'll talk, and he'll be like, "Oh, we do, we do." Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like when he was with the, when he was at it's the Saints fun. facility years ago, he like fun. found Zion Williams, and he's like, "I'm with I'm with right And then other times you see him, and he's like, when he when he knows that there's a lot of heat on him, he'll send out some kind of positive message that may not have anything to do with what's going on. For example, all the heat from last week, Monday, Steelers, Big Ben's last game. I just want to wish Ben Roethlisberger the best of luck. He was a great teammate. This long, heartfelt message where he sounds like he's, you know, a a, a lawyer talking to a jury or something. Just like really, really good, just good-hearted, said it well. It's like he, the way he uses it in each moment is very calculated. Some people say, oh, well, there's just something wrong there. It's like, is he just smarter than, you know, I mean, might be, might be, might be an a-hole, but is he just, <laughs> is he smarter than people give him credit for? People too he quick knows, to just blow him off as like, oh, well, he's crazy. He knows how to evoke 
emotion on social media. And the people who do that the best make the most money off social media. If I know you know you're not you you stay in your little pocket, you stay in your sports world, Scott. You know, and if it dips into your your realm, you get a little sip of it. But no, people who invoke emotion on social media, people who make you care. On social media, whether it's... Norm's go- life goals for Norm there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? People off on Twitter all the time. So, you know, people... There's a, a running notion that you share comedy, you save, and you comment on emotion. So, EB's going to pull on the emotion strings each and every time. And then you're going to get these celebrities who chime in. Rick Ross, Fabulous, uh, uh, Kodak Black... And they have fans, and their fans are going to support them. In return, he's supporting A.B. And then Rick Ross, he's from Florida. A.B.'s from Florida. Kodak's from Florida. Now you got the whole Florida in support of a win. And you could say, oh, it, why, why will that matter to the Bucks? It might. It might not. It matters for Brown long term. Let's say he never plays football again. Correct. There's going to be tons of opportunities because of all this Correct. social media social stuff. Media. If, if Brown, let's say Brown was like, not like Peyton Manning in general, like Peyton Manning in that he didn't have any social media. And so all you ever really saw of Brown was like on the field, maybe a commercial here or there. He would not have this. I get that people are split. It's not like everyone's overwhelmingly supporting him. Some people are, as you said. Let's just, let's just say for argument's sake, it's like 50-50. It would be like 95 against him if he was not on social media. Not on social media. They'd be like, what is he doing? He's a terrible teammate. He's a terrible player. Done. Honestly, if social media had been around, or had been around, it was around, if it is in its current, if if what it is in its current state was around in the late 90s and early 2000s, Terrell Owens would have been a lot more of a baby face than a heel. (laughs) That's fact. It's true. It's true. He would have been a lot more of a baby face than a heel, but he never... He rarely, he never got to sort of craft his own message. It was, he says something at a press conference. He goes off on McNabb. He makes a comment about McNabb. He makes a comment about Jeff Garcia. He was yelling at the coaches. The entire sports verse surrounding T.O. was basically just people that were on TV and the radio commenting about T.O. He, the only time he really got to share a message was like briefly at a press conference, like, and then, you know, you say one thing. It's like anything. I mean, even, look, on a totally different note, Kirk Herbstreit said something, said something in an eight-minute long conversation that was questioning some, not all, some players' decisions, like, why don't they want to play in a bowl game? You know how it is on TV, man. I mean, Years ago, eight minutes, and that's the platform, and there's nowhere else. Maybe people hear it now. There's a 15-second clip, and everyone just ran wild with it, and that was it. The other the other seven minutes and 45 seconds didn't matter. It was that clip. Why social media? Social that is what impacted media. it. And people say, well, Kirk could have said this 10 years ago. It would have been different because it was a different time. You're right. It was a different time in how, how college kids maybe viewed bowl games in their future, but it was also a different time in terms of how these messages are crafted. And, and to piggyback on that, Scott, if I'm 17 years old and you come in my living room, Scott, and you sit down and you tell me, Norman, I'm going to get you in school. You're going to get a degree. You're, you know, if you don't make it to the NFL, you're going to get a job with the degree that you got. And I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to get you some housing. I'm going to get you an NIL deal. I'm going to get you all this. And you promised me all this at 17 years old. And then you, now there's two yous. You get a new job. 
Either I can follow you or I can't have to follow you. Why wouldn't I want to follow you? If you've made true on everything that you promised me, and then you said, okay, I'm leaving, and I want you to come with me, why wouldn't I want to follow you? Well, if they tell you they want you to go with them. Why wouldn't I want to follow you? They tell you they want you to go with them. Yeah. Why, they, you know, even if they don't tell me, why well, wouldn't it, I want it, to chase? It, I mean, I think your point's taken, but every situation's different. You might get somewhere and love it and not want to go anywhere. That's true, too. I mean, there's, I think, I think it's a lot deeper. I don't, I don't think it's... I'm just, just saying that I, his, I don't want to simplify that But I'm situation. just saying, speaking on what Kurt said is, like you said, it's not as simple or black and white as a general statement. It can... It can change by each player in each situation. Absolutely, and, and I said this yesterday. Everyone needs to get off of everyone's back. If a kid doesn't want to play in a bowl game because... Whatever reason. Good. If a kid does want to play in a bowl game, awesome. Get off his back. Yeah. Oh, Matt Corral hurt his ankle. It sucked. Everybody suddenly was using it. Oh, man, what the hell was he thinking? Everyone needs to shut up. Screw you, Kirk Hershey, blah, blah, blah. The guy wanted to play. He wanted to play. He wanted it was to the play first with bowl his game. teammate. He told his teammates, yeah, you guys like, have taken me this far. I want to take you across the finish line. Good for him. And had he said, I don't want to, good for him. Everyone needs to get off of everyone's back. Yes. It is an individual decision. If they want to play, it's okay if I like that a kid wants to play. So get off of my back if I say, I like that. And I have no problem. I'm not going to say a kid shouldn't you know, sit out if that's what he wants to do, if it's what's best for them in their situation. I mean, we, we need, you need to let these people make their own decisions. I'm with you. And stop, stop, stop using one or two examples to prop up your argument as if it's the only way because every situation is different. And that's why the biggest thing that I think we need to take away from it is it's their decision. And that's why the, the, the portal is there for the athletes to make their decision. You know, it could be based on a bunch of factors. It could have a lot of, uh, factors that weigh into staying, going, leaving, not leaving, but ultimately it's their decision. You know, it's kids, man. If you want to fo- now, when it comes to following rules, as far as how you use the portal and 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 tampering and things like that, that's a different story. Um, but with bowl games and and other things, the transfer portal. If y'all think that it's going, to, it, it's only going to pick up more and more. You know. I said when it came out, people were like, oh, this is just going to benefit the, the P5s that much more. I said, in terms of like recruiting, I, I, out the gate, I was like, I don't think so because I think you're still, they're, they're, they're going to recruit the same players, right? Where it's going to change things is the transfer portal. Yeah. When somebody at, you know, a, a, an FCS or a G5 is really good and can go to a different school where an NIL is going to potentially pay them. I mean, even if it's, I can't even have to be a G5. I mean, Caleb Williams left Oklahoma and just basically said, I'm going to the highest bidder. Yeah. And there's a guy that's um, where, that's where it's, it's not going to change recruiting from high school. It's changed recruiting from the transfer portal. And now these recruiting websites, they're ranking Transfer portal classes. Yeah. Which school has benefited the most this year from yeah. the transfer portal? And so now it's its its own thing entirely different from recruiting the high but school. But I treat kids. it like it's basketball. You know, it's, uh, teams in, in college basketball always go get the, you know, the fifth-year senior from a small school to come in to come bolster up that, that, that freshman class that you got that's real athletic. They go get the fifth-year point guard from somewhere else. The difference now, though, is... is one, NIL, and two, 
the rule that was put in place that you don't automatically have to sit out a year if it's yeah, your first time. Yeah. That those are the game changers. You know, in the past, the thought of losing a whole year of eligibility, that's mm-hmm. big for anyone because they still want to play, period. Um now with that out the window and with NIL, I mean, it's it's not going anywhere, folks. No, it's gonna continue to heat up. And I just feel like, you know, they're, they're saying all the bad stories. Like, I was watching the Senior Bowl roster um, announcement show, and there's a safety that plays for Cincinnati that was playing at an HBCU for three years, win the transfer portal, and then now he's going to be a fir- arguably a first-round pick, the mm-hmm. second-round pick. There's there's situations like that that happen positively. Absolutely. I, I hate how people just, you know, paint it to where it's like, oh, it's they're flipping from LSU to Bama. Bama to LSU. I said this to Jay. Like, bro, the what day. about the, the players that go from the tiny schools to the big schools and got that big opportunity? There's gonna be good and bad with it. There's no question. It's like to a to a you know, it's apples to oranges comparison. But there are way more players every year. That yeah. declare for the NBA draft oh, that don't man. get drafted. What? 60 players get drafted. Way too many are like, I'm declaring, and they leave, and they don't do it. There are a lot of kids that might go in the transfer portal, and they, they end up losing everything. What, what? They lost their scholarship. They're not getting picked up. There are others that go in the transfer portal, and it it works out great for them. Now, I might be ignorant to the information. What about the women's sports that don't have major league uh professional uh, avenues. I, I don't I, I I don't know all the fat details um but I would say that I mean I'd say a lot more probably are finishing out their college like for some you know you have the WNBA so I, I yeah, can't I, I can't speak I'm for speaking basketball more, yeah, but I know like in volley I know in volleyball, like in like volleyball track like people you know some people talk about oh well, the when you what you want to reach the peak of your sport and for many you automatically think of NFL NBA WNBA, whatever. Yeah. In volleyball, Division One volleyball at like the top, like the best of the best, the best schools playing for national championships, that is the pinnacle of that sport. Yeah, it is. That and, you know, maybe playing for the Olympic team, right? Correct, correct. But like, that's it. So when they get there, they're not thinking about the next step. No, they're there. They're there. You're right. right. You're right. Especially and volleyball. Yeah. Especially I mean, volleyball. so it's every, every, every sport is different as well. But, and, and, and last thing I'll say is, I got into an argument with somebody over the holiday. You break. got in an argument, not a discussion. <laughs> you know me. There's, yeah, not, there's really not arguments <laughs> at all. Um, I got into a discussion where somebody was was claiming that scouts need to get over the fact that a kid might not want to play in a bowl game. And I said, you need to get over the fact that a scout's just doing his job. If you're a Micah Parsons, if you're Jamar Chase, you can set out a whole season. Yes, you're you good. Yeah. If you like, if a scout has, if you're a Scott Prater, if if, if a scout has two <laughs> two players on their on their on their list, right, and they have equal grades, and one of those guys doesn't want to play in the bowl game, and one of the guys does, and the, on the checklist, checking wants to play in a bowl game. If a scout has that as a positive, doesn't mean that the other kid isn't good. But you can't be mad at the scout for for weighing that decision either. No, he's just doing his job. Scouts need to get over it. Scouts are going to do whatever they have to do to keep it's their the, job yes, and get the are. best player possible. And if all things are equal, guess what? The player that played that might play well in the locker room because scouts and teams want players that are like, man, I'm with the team no matter what. Might not be best for the player in the long term financially. Maybe it is best for him. I have no idea. 
But <clears throat> I guess that's my thing. Everybody's tried to make this an either-or argument, and it's really, it's, it's, that's not what it is. It's, it's, it shouldn't even be an argument. Everybody's going to look out, do what they want to do in regards to playing in a bowl game or hitting the transfer portal or scouting a player for the organization that pays their salary, that helps feed their family, and they're going to do what's absolute best for them, and you can't drag them into your argument and say, well, you helped my argument or hurt my argument. No, just stay out of it. Don't argue about it. Let them do their thing. Let them do their thing. They're kids. They're kids. Let them do their thing, man. This is, we them old people hating, bro. I just be, I've, it so grinds my gears to see grinds like. Grinds my gears. That sounds like an old person no, thing. No, it's all family guy. I watched it last night. He grinds my gears. What grinds my gears is You know what like, really grinds my gears? Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> grinds my gears I remember is, that one. Is, uh, it's, it's like, it's the older guys, like the plus 50 that be super heavy into recruiting and they tweet the kids and they be so hurt when they don't pick their school. They leave For the school. record, like, not all them cats are 50. No, I'm, I'm, the, guys, I'm, I'm just looking at you the, about the DraftKings sports looking sports. Looking at their profile sorry. pictures, I'm sorry, they all look 50. All, <laughs> not, all them, not all them cats are 50, man. Not all them cats are 50. Uh, we're out of time. That's Norman Locke. I'm Scott Prather. Have a great weekend, Norm. Next week, we will... Uh, Playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Playoffs? National champion. If you missed any of the show, we talked uh, We talked Cajun hoops. We talked about some of the new Cajun football hires. We talked a little bit about LSU football. We talked about Antonio Brown. We talked about NFL quarterbacks. We didn't get into Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or where some others will play, but we will do that in the future. Don't worry about that. We talked Saints, Cowboys, all of it. You can hear it all on demand via the Great Scott Show podcast page. Gus Catton, go on with me tomorrow. We'll talk about the uh, Cajuns game tonight as well. Tomorrow on the show, working on another guest. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Talking, talking.